0: Hey, podcast peeps. I'm Sister Keela, and you are tuned into the door. We're talking all things healing, beautiful, and light, and that means you. So get ready to be inspired, walk through the door, and remember who and what you are. Hello, podcast peeps, my dear brothers and my dear sisters. Welcome back to the show. I'm excited to bring you my guest today, Henry (laughs) Klonke. It's gonna be a unique show, peeps, I will tell you that. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited. I know I say that every show. I know I say every show is the best show, but they are. (laughs) So Henry, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Akilah. It's a real honor to be here. And what your listeners don't know is just all the really cool synchronicities that occurred just coming here before we started recording and all the uh, alignment that's about to take place. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm grateful for it. Yeah.
0: So how we met is this is your and my second time having a conversation. <laughs> The first time I was on personal retreat in Mount Shasta, California, highly high energy, very spiritual, beautiful place in the earth. And you and I were both at a um, vibrational and sound experience and it had ended. And we have kind of the same circle of friends um, So anywho I'm in the hallway after. And this guy, you, walks up after and says, hi, I'm Henry. And I said, oh, hey, I'm Keela. And you're like, oh, Keela, yeah, I've heard that name um, off and on. And so we just talked real surface stuff. Oh, where are you from? How long you been out here? And then within, I don't know, three minutes, I said, okay, um, this is one who is on his journey this is one who is led by Source. And so immediately I was like, do you want to be on the show? And you're like, huh, that's interesting. And uh, But I just knew, as it has been with my other guests, I've, I've just known. And so, yeah, that's how we met. So welcome, everyone, to <laughs> Henry and I's second. <laughs> well, we did just have lunch. How was the taco salad?
1: Taco salad was divine. It was exactly what my body required today and uh, yeah good conversation i was like oh do i save some of this for the podcast <laughs> but i know whatever's going to come out it's going to come out
0: when it needs to come yeah so right before we um right before we prayed and i started recording we started talking about um recovery as it pertains to humans um you know, we all have that hero's journey where we come into this realm, life happens, and then we, we go through the hero's journey, and then we ultimately end up sharing blank with others. Whatever was that hill we climbed, the wall we had to scale, be it from within or without, um, that's one thing humans of all faiths all socioeconomic statuses all colors all land masses have in common so um I'd like to hear a bit about your hero's journey if you can start with your origins and um and when I when I feel the prompt to um interject and have a follow-up question or redirect I'll hop in does that sound good all right, let's get it going.
1: All right, love the hero's journey. This is a little, a little
0: four story
1: to the origins is where I lived before, and this is sort of getting into the be- getting into the ending before the beginning. Uh, in Wyoming, before I moved here to California, uh, I taught these entrepreneurial classes locally that I, I connect with these great people, and uh, I taught us class on the hero's journey. Shut up. <laughs> yes. The hero's journey and how you can use it for business uh you know it's it's a 12 it's a 12 piece story that's been used everywhere from star wars to i mean the aeneid ancient greek so it's it's really there's something about it that's really primal and really deep in our in our human experience so i don't really have one prepared for my life story but i'll 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 get through it anyway um So yeah, it started in Chicago suburbs, north side of the city. Really wealthy area. I grew up a very privileged kid. Yeah, it was nice. It was in some ways. uh, I was provided for, certainly. Uh, There were some pieces that weren't exactly uh, the healthiest. I don't want to get too into my family story. But yeah. Yeah. That's that's where I grew up and that's where I my roots are, you could say. A lot of my, my parents have lived in Illinois their whole life. And now I'm on state number five, so definitely a different different style. And I've got some aunts and uncles who are like that. So I've just a giant, giant uh Irish Catholic family. Two I well, two Irish Catholic families. My dad is one of let me get this right. He's one of seven. My mom's one of eight. So that's 50-some cousins as well. And I'm on the younger side, in, in the middle, in the middle younger. Um, yeah, so I did my thing in, in Chicagoland. Um, I was done with it. That's, like, kind of a theme in my life, you know. I, I take what I can from something or some place, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. And then it's time to, to move on.
0: And do you mind if I share your age? So it, at 27, how do you know when you're done? That's a good question.
1: It's, um, it's usually pretty obvious, um, to me at least like, uh, high school, for example, about junior year, I was done. I'm like, okay, I've seen what I want to see this extra fourth year can i just cut it off but no that's not how things work same thing with college too about three years and that seems to be that seems to be a a common theme for whatever reason three years Mm -hmm. (laughs) now that i'm you know reflecting on it here live i never really thought about it before but yeah you know i lived in boston after college for three years uh wyoming was a little bit shorter about one and a half almost two years but um but that's—we'll probably talk about that later. i was wasn't—I didn't really feel done with Wyoming, so could be back to fulfill my three-year quota that apparently uh, I've been—I've been gifted. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to to the next couple years here in California for sure.
0: So for you, and then I want to let you get back to your story. But this is this is significant for someone because they they have that question. How do they know when it's time to end a relationship, a season, um, a thing for you? Is it an inner filling or do circumstances start kind of thorns pushing you out of that nest or in you? Cause everyone's curriculum is different, but how has source, how do you know when you're done? Is it internal? Is it external or a mix? That's a great question. It is a mix
1: and i'll share that like high school the college thing that was internal i was just like you know i was a a teenager yeah right i was a teenager like a young young man and so i was just like oh kind of angsty i'm like give me the fuck out of here sort of thing i swear on this podcast okay cool well i already did so (laughs) it's too late now and um yes so but but okay so the wyoming thing and this is a some of the story that skipping around a little bit uh i was in boston and I knew it was time to go, but I didn't really do anything about it. And so that's when the externals came. And that's right. So it was like in in thinking about it here, it's internal until it has to be external for me. <laughs> that's been my pattern. And, uh, yeah, the way that looked like was, was really beautiful and very much, you know, I call it like messages from the universe is what was telling me, all right, Henry, you got to move to Wyoming, man. I was like, what? Why would I do that? And now I know why, <laughs> having lived there. But, um, yeah, I'll, okay, so I'll share this. Uh, in Boston, I moved there for a love interest. It's the classic, classic story. Actually, and this is true, at the Boston DMV, when you go up to the counter, they say, what is it, work or love? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it's so common that people move there. And I was like, well, started out as love and then turned to work. So that's really what it was. Um, long-term high school relationship. Very dysfunctional now that I understand it. And, um, yeah, so there's some trauma there that I've, I've worked through. But um, I uh, went to Boston, had this corporate job, cushy corporate job, that was like the light at the end of the tunnel or was supposed to be, right, growing up. And, uh, uh, that's not that's not the purpose of what I'm saying but it was it was not the uh the shining star that it was supposed to be anyway uh, I started really s- starting to figure out who I really was I didn't know that for a long time and uh just getting the first few inklings in Boston I realized wait a minute I don't really fit in here my essence is is not a match for this this area so I kind of knew that from the start it, I enjoyed it but at this certain point, this was, this was like late 2019. I was like, there's something else, and it's it's time to move on. And the way I didn't know where where to go, it could be anywhere. Uh, the first message from the universe that I got was actually in like early early 2019. I got very into personal development and reading. The school system—that's another topic. Really beat the. Love of reading out of me, it was this whole oh you got to read fifty pages a day these dusty old books and I'm like I don't want to do that, so out of college I started reading for the first time and loved it a lot of personal development you know nonfiction is my my choice my favorite but but I do some fiction too and I was reading in financial personal development that's just how I got my start and uh, and so location has a lot to do with finances. There's taxes, there's cost of living. And so I was, um, I found a list of the, I was an employee at the time. In the corporate world, The uh, there's about seven or eight states with no income tax, no state income tax. Uh, it's, you know, Texas, New Hampshire, Nevada, I believe, uh, Florida. Wyoming was one of them. And when I saw that list on my computer screen, Wyoming was like 3d yeah Mm -hmm. popped out at me i was like wyoming why would i ever live there so not ready for the message at that point Mm -hmm. but that was the first one and um so like a year later i'm starting to get this feeling like okay it's time to leave where do i go and i'd overhear wyoming in the conversation or someone would come up to me and say oh henry you got to watch this new netflix show it's set in wyoming it's so cool and i'm like Mm -hmm interesting (laughs) and the 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 biggest one the one that i that really hit home for me is um i was dating this girl who was from china at the time she's a phd student great girl great girl um and she was in the summertime she's like oh we should go on a trip and you know where i want to go more than anywhere i'm thinking i don't know italy you know it could be anywhere in the world paris right (laughs) you know south america i don't know She says Yellowstone National Park. Ah. <laughs> so that's when I really, you know, threw my hands up. I was like, okay, I get the message. I gotta. This is this is what's uh, meant for me. And so, I bought a car. I didn't own a car in Boston, and then I packed it up that very same day and moved
0: out west. Now, where does the where does the knowing? or even the awareness that the universe is talking to you or giving you signs come from, was that something introduced from your family of origin that there is a God and he or she speaks or gives signs, or is that an inner knowing you've always had? Was that cultivated? Um, talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's easy to brush over that, but, but I appreciate the question. It's uh Not my family of origin, no. I grew up Christmas Easter Catholics, you know. Mm -hmm. I went to Catholic school. Mm -hmm. I was very done with it. That's another thing I was done with. I was like, no, no, no thanks. So I really went into this place of atheist agnostic in Mm -hmm. college. Um, You know, it it didn't seem important to me whether there was a God or not at the time. But there was something in me that was always a seeker. And I'm sure people listening can resonate with that. And so that turned into uh, meditation I found, specifically uh, Zen Buddhist meditation. Really, there's a, like a top tier center for Zen in Cambridge, Massachusetts, where I lived. Yeah, the Cambridge Zen Center, so shout out to them. Uh, I actually lived there for a few months before moving to Wyoming. And, and uh, <laughs> there was some messages to not live there that I ignored. From God, and uh, and I know why now. So that was like that's like a reminder to like, you know, things just work out better if I listen to those those little uh, messages. But yeah, so I I was meditating a lot at the time, and also my one of my mentors, one of my spiritual personal development mentors, had really turned me on to things like the Course in Miracles, which was I, I was in. I was either in the end of it or had just finished my uh, the three hundred sixty five days of lessons, Mm -hmm. so I was really in tune at the time. So I was like ready for these messages. I would hear stuff in my meditations. That's for me. It's it's an auditory thing. Oh, it is auditory. Typically, yes. Typically auditory, but um, and that's either like in my own mind Mm -hmm. or like from other people, like saying Wyoming for that's like a overhearing it sort of thing so it's both but um but yeah so i was really in there and there's like some messages i've gotten that i haven't really acted on and it's unique to like when's that going to happen like because there's this feeling that one of them for example is to develop my singing and speaking voice Mm -hmm. but there's also this idea that like it's not the time but just to like tuck it away and be like just know that's the path you're going to at some point so, um, yeah, I'm just really grateful for that. I'm grateful for these uh, messages. So, to answer the 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 one word answer is yeah, I really cultivated it. Mm-hmm.
0: And this meditation connection. Was a huge part of
1: that. Yes, meditation dur- certainly was, which I haven't been doing a lot of lately. But it might be time to go back. Yeah, meditation is. Uh, I've I've heard that prayer is like speaking to God, and meditation is listening, mm. and that's very true for me. Yes, yes. Well, how how much easier life is with not being that atheist agnostic that was so caught up in my own head all the time is is uh, is a blessing. I'm really working on cultivating flow right now as part of my journey mm-hmm. being here. And this conversation definitely was a flow situation. What what got me into the seat
0: yeah and in the brief time we talked and we didn't go in depth we must have chatted for maybe maybe 180 seconds um, flow did come up because immediately I thought oh this is someone who's on his journey and source is guiding his journey and that that word flow didn't come up but that was the essence of it is that okay this guy's being led on this adventure, <laughs> and um, did you know I I'm a practitioner of Zen Buddhism? Did you know that? Before, it's been so serendipitous. And here's what else is crazy, is is we prayed the helpers prayer. I led us in prayer before we start recording and I quoted the helper's prayer from A Course in Miracles. <laughs> and then I'm sitting across from you and you're like, Yeah, I just finished up or had just started or finished the 365 days of A Course in Miracles, and I'm going, What? <laughs> and this and this happens every time I know to invite someone on the show. So yeah, I would agree with you that meditation does allow us to tune our voice to to God within and and open to God without through circumstances people places um and things so girlfriends like yeah let's go on a trip anywhere on the planet I want to go to Yellowstone so you're carless Bostonian and you buy a car and then go on
1: Yes. Well, before I get to that, <laughs> with the, the, um, that girl I was dating. So, um, she was a total city girl. I mean, like they don't have small towns in China. They don't exist. It's just, there's giant mega cities. And so <laughs> we had gone to New Hampshire for a weekend and it was not a great experience. <laughs> she was like, Oh, the bugs and all this stuff. So I was like, okay, this is, this is not the, not the one for me, but, um, so I was like, "No way! Am I going to Yellowstone with you?" That's like that would be like the next level of just horrendousness. <laughs> but so I I left her behind and <laughs> went myself. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was and, and the the car thing, you know. There's a couple. There's two areas so far that I'm really good at attracting things, and it's cars and books. Ooh. So I attracted this car. I'd never owned a car before. Uh, yeah, I'd driven my parents' cars and things. Uh, it so I was looking around online, and uh, the, this was the first car I saw in person. It was a 2007 Subaru Forester, and it had like 80,000 miles on it. it. Had like no miles on it. The owner of this car was a Subaru. He wasn't a dealer, but he worked with like the parts or something. So it was super clean. All the way up to spec, and and uh, yeah, he's he lives in Boston at the he lived in Boston at the time, but he's from Maine, so this is like their car that they have up in Maine at their house there. That was just doing nothing in the garage, sitting there. So they're like, "We'll just sell it." And I, I, I test drove it. I'm like, "Man, this is perfect." I bought it, and um, yeah, I was I was off to Wyoming, like I said that very same day. And this was another part of how. Uh, I don't know why the DMV is coming up twice in this interview, but but the Boston DMV, if you can imagine, super cold and very like, what do you want, you know, with the accents and everything. Um, the Wyoming DMVs, like I called in and they were like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll email you a temporary license plate and you print it out. And it was like <laughs> I was like, man, this is cool, you know. Because the whole state of Wyoming is like a small town, basically. Mm-hmm. It's a small, small state. There's 500,000 in the state um so aha uh-huh. but but the the city was not part of my message from from god here so so i got this big rectangle I'm like where where do i set foot um so i packed up my car and <laughs> i'll share this too i was pulled over twice on my way for speeding because i was trying to get there and and my plans didn't quite work out i thought i would get the car earlier but I ended up getting it at like 3 p.m. And I was hoping to leave at like 6 a.m. that day. And I had like Airbnbs along the way. And so I was like, mm. I "Was like, do I stay even one more day in Boston? And I was like, no. <laughs> so I got hit the road. And like in Indiana, I think I was at. I got pulled over. And then I got pulled over in another place. Both, both policemen like looking in the back and see the whole car is full of stuff. What what's going on here? What what brings you out here? And I just said, yeah, I picked it up and I'm moving out to Wyoming from Boston. They just they love the story, you know. They're like, oh, one of the guys is like, oh, you're going to God's country, aren't you? I was like, yeah, that's right. So they let me off with a warning, both of them, because they just like my story. And um, yeah, I ended up getting there. I started in Casper. Casper is right in the middle of the state. It's uh, it's the second most populated city. And that means fifty thousand in Wyoming terms. Um, it was not the right place, and I knew that pretty pretty soon. It was very suburban. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the suburbs I grew up in, which not my thing anymore. Um, but it was close. I, it, I I knew I was getting there. It was kind of like like Source was putting up the guardrails for me, and was like no, like you're, you're going the right way, but it's just, you need to turn this way. You know, it's kind of like a massaging my, uh, my plans for me. And, um, yeah. So I I was like, just talking to people when I was there and I was like, yeah, I'm kind (laughs) of just moved here and, and trying to figure out where the next place to go. And, uh, this couple I met at a steakhouse were saying like, oh, like the two towns we love best are Cody and Sheridan. And they were like, Sheridan's awesome because they are like, we prefer Sheridan. They, they lived in Casper, but they were like, we prefer Sheridan because it's got the university there and they've got these awesome breweries. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, <laughs> I'm not a fan of the school system and I don't drink, so I'm going to go to Cody, <laughs> the other place they mentioned. And that is where a whole lot of alignment happened and where I lived for almost two years. Really?
0: And... For vocabulary purposes, what does alignment mean when you say, ah, oh, and that's when a lot of alignment happened? What does that mean to you?
1: Yes. That's a word I've been using a lot lately. Uh, serendipity, um, synchronicity, basically things that are like, oh, well, isn't that a coincidence? But of course it's not. Things clicking. Clicking. That's, yeah, another way to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah alignment so the one is is yeah, so on my way to cody from casper so cody's up in the northwest corner of the state by yellowstone so that that girlfriend was was on the right track um just beautiful high high desert um so from casper it's like three hour drive i stopped at this little town called thermopolis which has hot springs it's a really cool town and uh just stopped at a bar for uh for a Reuben. <laughs> and so I'm sitting at the bar top, I'm eating my Reuben. I'm wearing um Yeah, I'm wearing my Cornell jacket where I went to school. And this guy sitting across the bar was like was like That's a Cornell jacket? You're definitely from, not from around here. I probably stuck out like a sore thumb. And I was like, Yeah, I just you know, started talking to him like I got my whole life in my Subaru up front and I'm moving to Cody and he goes, Wow. You know, I, I live in Cody. You should, uh, you should come to church and meet my wife and my pastor. You know, this was a Saturday when I was driving, and I said, "Sure." <laughs> so I go to this church. It's a Reformed Baptist church, which mm, not quite the uh, the environment for me. I, I learned a lot and met some good people. But um, but well, what I one of the people I did meet was the landlord of my first apartment that I lived in for uh, about eight months there. So that was all just clicking, 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 just chipping away, and so I was like, "Yeah, this is it. This is perfect." Cody's got some amazing, amazing history to it. Um, if any of you guys have heard of Buffalo Bill, mm-hmm. his full name's William F. Cody. He founded the town in the turn of the century, 1900s, and all as there's a there's a world class museum there. The Buffalo Bill Center of the West, the the Hotel Irma is built was built in 1906 by Buffalo Bill. It's got a uh, a cherry bar top, cherry wood that uh, was a gift from Queen Elizabeth for his Wild West show. So it's just a really gem of a town, but uh, but yeah. So I was I, I which I, which is what I liked about Boston. I love the history of Boston and yeah.
0: So you find the apartment, you rent it for 8 months. Do you did you ever find out why you were sent there? What your purpose was there? What the assignment was there? Or has that not been revealed?
1: I've I've gotten pieces of it. Um one is one of my spiritual mentor's name is Dr. Michael Gross who's got this great book Spiritual Primer I'll shout him out cuz he's been a really good inspiration for me yeah.
0: and I'll I'll put the link in the show notes
1: Awesome yeah cuz he does these spiritual call-ins every Tuesday and uh we'll, we'll put that in the notes yeah. um he's really good at at tapping into past lives and uh it's hard to explain really all that he does. He's got so many modalities. Um, but that's something he's told me a lot about is my past lives. And I had one in that area from what he told me. Uh, late 1800s, I was in the cavalry. And uh, I was a West Point grad. For whatever reason, I seemed to have a really strong connection with that past life. And uh, and it was right in that area in the... Uh, in the northwest of wyoming Mm -hmm. so that's definitely part of it Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm sure there's so much more to be revealed i mean gosh i just left there six months ago really yes Mm. Um, so i have a lot of i have a lot of love for it i miss it to a small degree but at the same time there is some of that feeling that it was time to go It's, it's more of a it's more of a sleepy retirement town where there weren't a lot of young people and i'm a total old soul anyway like a lot of my closer friends are in their 50s 60s what have you but um there's a lot more aliveness here in stockton in the way of like people watering their plants and walking their dogs and wyoming people are pretty self-sufficient they kind of keep to themselves that's that's you know it's a blessing and a curse of Wyoming, it's sort of like, you know, live and let live, but also it's a, it's just a slower way of life, which is cool. But I was seeking a little more
0: than that. Yeah, yeah. Can, you about, can you talk about your um, transition to where you are now and what's been unfolding for you uh, since you've been here spiritually and just in terms of your awareness?
1: Yes, yes, happy to do that. Um, so this is a rare case, and like kind of what I mentioned a little before, I didn't feel like I was that done yet. I actually felt like I was right in the middle of like hitting my stride mm. in Wyoming. Um, yeah, oh gosh, I don't know how much of this I really want to get into, but uh, it was I crashed my car this year in February, driving home from the ski mountain snowboarding and god it's such a beautiful drive it's basically the drive from cody to yellowstone but you just stop just shy of the park and there's a ski mountain so on the way back so you're driving through these these giant gorges and mountains it's beautiful there's there's goats and buffalo along the way um there's a patch of road that gets no sunlight in the winter because of the mountains and uh it was super slick ice i slipped rolled my car totaled it i was thankfully fine I had my seatbelt on, but like the car was on the totally left side I Had to crawl out the trunk and everything. But, um, that was a huge, huge message for me. Absolutely. It was like, I was like I needed something that extreme to really wake me up to, um, what it really was is taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was sitting there, I was <laughs> sitting there in my seat, uh, Sideways on the road, inside the, the road, and my first thought was like, "I want my mommy, like mom, help save me." And then I realized I was like, "No, dude, I gotta save myself." Mm. And um, so I did basically, and I was I was in in and out of entrepreneurship at the time. I didn't really have a job. I was like living on savings, making some sales here and there for my business. And um, so I got a job selling cars and RVs in Wyoming. So I had access to many cars. Uh, I ended up buying one off the dealership before I left. But, um, but yeah, so I was really, I was really feeling grounded at that point. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I was I was doing for me. Mm-hmm. I was being my own loving parent. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was really starting to get good at selling these these vehicles and cars. Mm-hmm. And that's when, my um, my sales and entrepreneurship and consciousness, coach, mentor, good friend that I'd hired in October of 2021, he gave me a call and he said, Henry, my personal assistant is leaving and I'd like you to replace him. I'm handpicking you as my top choice. Mm-hmm. So that was very much let's see, how do I put this easy decision? Oh, oh, hold on. It was an easy decision, but not, I was just, it was a simple decision, but not an easy decision. That's what it is. Mm. I knew it was the right thing. I've been so like following this guy for such a long time, but I was like, man, I just gotten this, this uh, awesome career opportunity. And like, gotten my bearings in Wyoming and started to meet these great people and I have to leave. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, that's what I did. Yeah.
0: So, I'm curious. For, for one who hears from God and, and recognizes God's fingerprints, the signs, and the, the inner pool, what role does taking care of yourself have because it's the journey he for lack of a better pronoun source has been providing meeting the right person who ends up being the landlord being invited to the church things of this nature but then there's a a catalyst or a a crisis a, a circumstance where you come to an awareness, whoa, I have to take care of me. So, which is it? God takes care of you and leads you, or or you take care of you? Are are all, are those ideas in conflict, or are they complementary?
1: I never thought of it that way. Um, to me, they're totally complementary. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're all God's children. And so, what's the difference if another of God's children helps me, or if me, who is a God's child, helps me you know mm-hmm.
0: um, i'm I'm curious though, because the initial thought was, you know default, oh, I need my mom. you know that's the first thought is man i I need my my parent, my elder, to bail me out of this, but then came the next thought no, Henry, you need to take care of Henry, and that's what you did. So what role has now taking care of you played in your journey, and where is God in that?
1: Yes, well, my mom is very much a rescuer. She means well, but I know if I told her, This this was like after the fact, right? So like in the moment where I'm hearing like mommy and then I was like, no, wait, no, that can't be. Like I'm a grown man now. Um, So after the fact I'm thinking like, yeah, if I told her, I actually still haven't told her to this day. So if she, if you're listening, mom, (laughs) yes, I crashed my Subaru. But uh, yeah, I knew if if I told her, she's the type who would be like, oh my gosh, um, let me buy you a new car right now. And that's not what I needed at the point. There's there's a difference between someone um, taking something off my plate versus handing me a fork. So that's really what, uh, what I felt of like, you know, this is something that uh, I have to get through. And so I reached out to friends who I could who, who would listen and would empathize, but not rescue me. And that was, that was the main, that's the way God spoke through me in that time of my life.
0: Yeah, that's excellent. One of my mentors, Alan Cohen, and he tells this story, so I know he won't mind. Um, he was dating a gal who was going through a divorce and she was just talking about the dynamics of the divorce and this and that. And he went in and started offering solutions and, On and on and then she said something so poignant which he shared is she said Alan just let me be touched by life just let life touch me (laughs) And, and, and so often people we care about we don't want to give them the dignity to allow them to be touched by life and and vice versa and, and uh, people don't wanna let us be touched by life, uh, thinking that they're loving us or caring for us, but it, it's so important, and you talk about the hero's journey, That's such a element, whether it be an entrepreneurial or romantic or whatever the spiritual journey, or they're all really one, the, whole, the journey as a whole, that the hero's journey is not possible unless we're allowed to be touched by life there there's something to be overcame and if we're enabling or if we're not able to let life touch us when do we get to build those muscles (laughs) and when do we get to move towards mastery right (laughs) yeah that's crazy very interesting okay so where are we now oh okay car got rolled Oh, can you talk about what role coaching played in your taking care of yourself?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. A lot of this insight of, you know, my mom being who she is and my reactions to that came from this coaching. And so, yeah, Jeffrey Combs is my coach, my employer, my good friend, and and mentor. Is uh, has been totally, um, totally indispensable in my journey and um showing me the course of miracles and show and i say him because i was a student of his student mm-hmm. for a long time for a couple of years who showed me the course of miracles and dr david hawkins who i'm a huge student of uh and so is he but um but that was all jeffrey's teachings mm. all along and so the guy who i was learning from originally um yeah, there there were some pieces missing that Jeffrey filled in that were from his, you know, it's like, I mean, it's like studying from one of uh, Aristotle's student and then studying from Aristotle, you know, so that's, that's how I see it. And so his specialty is, is emotional addictions. So there's a certain set of emotions from childhood mostly that uh, we become addicted to disappointment, abandonment, et cetera. And, um, I had a lot of those and he's very, very good at sentence structure. And one of my sentence, let me, how do I put this? One of the ways I was self-sabotaging myself through my own language was by using words of doubt, kinda, sorta, maybe, I guess, I don't know. We're all peppered in my communication style and it's common for like almost everybody but he showed me that like you're telegraphing doubt when you say guess was like my big one. Oh, I guess maybe. And and that was like how I was saying, saying things. But um, anyway, I'm going to a roundabout situation of, uh, of, yeah, that was, that was part of this whole journey of coaching of, of being clear, being certain. And that's, that's where the certainty was of like, in this part of my life now, and this is one of his affirmations or a group of his affirmations is now that I am grown and then you add the, add whatever the next, now that I am grown, I attract people who are for my greatest good. Now that I'm grown, I no longer, uh, go to the empty well for love mm. <laughs> That's a deep one, um, so, yeah, it's just been really paramount to my to my living. And I, you know, I I give him a lot of credit, but it, you know, there's a lot of people that would go through that and not listen. And so I was listening, applying what I had had been coached on. Um, mm-hmm. yes.
0: Yeah, and you hired him. So the way I see it, that coach was your license to get to what you knew and where you wanted um, to go. So, yeah, congrats to yourself and God in you <laughs> for seeking out what what you needed. And then, like you said, uh, taking the wisdom, the the God-given wisdom, and, and, and really uh, running with it. So... Um, so what's what's next? Where do you sit now? And what what feels right in this season? What do you know in this season? I know you're on a need to know basis. We all are, but what do you know right now? <laughs> I
1: like that. Need to know basis. It's that's a very succinct way of putting it. Um <clears throat> what I know now is this situation i'm in so i'm i act as jeffrey's personal assistant his coo um yeah a lot of the business runs through me he fulfills coaching his clients and i do the rest (laughs) for the for the most part and it just feels long term it feels very long term um (laughs) people in wyoming are not huge fans of the state of california so I was surrounded by that. There's actually a billboard on the way to Cody that says, Don't California are Cody. <laughs> which which is I always got a kick out of. Uh, because you know, people are moving there. They they really a lot of the Californians have, have just decimated the housing market because they're like, ah, we'll pay two hundred thousand over market value because and just really screws up the local. Anyway. Um so that was my impression going into this. I was like, like i said it's a simple decision but it wasn't easy i was like "Mm, i don't know what it's gonna be like and it's been nothing but pleasant surprises so far and um you know it's 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 like the same thing with when i heard the message of wyoming i was like why would i ever move there there's no there's no people there there's nothing to do kind of my my uh perception was totally wrong and so that's what's been shaping up for me here and um yeah. Jeffrey's 65. He's still trucking. He's a, he's amazing, amazing producer, w- just a workhorse of a man. And so pretty much as long as he's going to be in business, I feel like I'm going to be there with him. And that's, that's from source. He's a really spiritual man himself. He's very connected mm-hmm. and he's just had so much wisdom to share that, that, uh, I deserve to experience and soak up. And there was actually a point before he, uh, hired me on where I was like, I'm gonna hire this guy until he retires because that's just what felt right to say. And
0: Yeah, I love what you said there. You said I deserve I love that. That was strong. When you said that I said, Oh yeah, God, I hear you. You said I deserve to drink up what <laughs> this guy has, to drink from that that well and um yeah God bless him and God bless you. And one thing that stood out to me, what you said, and it's something I I constantly get proven wrong in this area, is the power of going with flow. My perception is almost always inaccurate. (laughs) You know, you're like, Wyoming ends up being just amazing people. Oh, Californians, you know, the billboards set, send this message of what to expect here. And then you get um, pleasantly surprised, you know, and and you and I are in kind of the same circle of friends, which are a very diverse, eclectic, spiritual group of beings. I don't know that any of us have the exact same um practice or or school of thought or faith or philosophy but we all just choose each other we really enjoy the contrast and the the diversity and so um yeah i think holy spirit is going to fill in all the blanks and really illuminate um a lot of nuggets for the listening ear um for this show and um I'm really grateful to hear your story. I haven't heard, not even, we haven't even scratched the surface, but for the, we'll wait till you write your memoir in 10 to 12 years and then people can read the full story. But until then, (laughs) I am so grateful for the bit you shared with us. I'm grateful for your insights. I'm grateful that you are really a student of life and you're a student of source, and you're a student of self and that's really where source is revealing himself is in and through you and so i appreciate that about you because not everyone um, does that and i look forward to um, society and even myself gleaning from you in in the not too distant future on a really large scale um level I don't know what that is but I know what I'm speaking is truth because I do hear from God and I do speak with certainty and I know what I know so thank you Henry
1: <laughs> thank you Keela. yes I mean what a blessing this was to to speak today and to be a part of this and what's so fun is like as you guys the listeners are hearing this for the first time a lot of this is hearing <laughs> almost all of it's Kila's hearing for the first time too so it's it's a cool experience to to do that yeah Thanks.
0: Yeah, I call it unscripted connection. <laughs> oh, I love unscripted connection because it's uh, it's all good and it's all God. All right, folks, I want to remind you that you are deeply loved and we are one. All right, podcast peeps, my dear brothers and my dear sisters. This concludes this episode of The Door please subscribe so you can tune into the show twice a month we air every other week and if you would like to support the show you can click on the link below in the program description and if you would like to be on the show you can click on the link leave a voicemail with your name contact information and the topic you would like to discuss for the good of the listening audience that can be under the umbrella of healing love and light like to thank you again for tuning in and remind you that you are deeply loved and we are one